stupid. Play it backwards, it says Hail Satan. We're gonna have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome back to another absolutely wonderful, splendid episode of Craft Comics. We're on number 35. Woo. Woo, we made it. We, we were on 35 it. last week. Groundhog Day, bitch. We get to do it again. We're, we were on 34. Oh, gotcha. But we said we were on 35? Yeah, we said it, but then I titled it 34. Mm. I like to keep people on their toes. Smart, smart, yeah, smart. Abs- absolutely. Craft Comics, this is a weekly comic book and craft beer podcast where we get drunk and talk about comic books. Yay! Yay! That's what everybody wants. It's, it's what we want, It's certainly. what we want, and we are everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy birthday In to COVID me. In COVID times, we are pretty much everybody. You are my whole world. Yeah, other, others may not exist. Might not be listeners. They're, well, there definitely aren't listeners, but... Well, not... Yeah, I don't know, actually. I think there are there are only listeners. There are no there are friends no more, only listeners. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But also they're just numbers on a computer, man, so who even knows if they exist? They're really. just a bunch of fucking ones and zeros, a bunch of yep. blink, blinking lights, yep. man. It's just what big podcasting tells us yeah. is listening to our shit. Yeah. And I mean what we're do but we're communicating them with a bunch of blinking lights too. Yeah. Yeah. That's which true. is you know what? Just so, I can't, sober me isn't even isn't even ready to handle what the what that is. Yeah. Like how can we take sound and turn it into fucking ones and zeros, man? How do they put all that music inside my iPhone? <laughs> doesn't make any goddamn sense. I pay eight dollars a month and have access to all music ever created. They're out there with a fucking with a net catching catching beautiful song butterflies yep. out of the air. And, and feeding them to you, straight into your veins <laughs> through an algorithm. Jamming it into the fucking jamming it. You into my like phone. churches? Well, how about this? <laughs> we we know what you like we before know you, what you do. Like you fucking idiot. We are minotaurs. <laughs> okay, uh, this is craft comics. I already kind of gave the shtick, but what we do here is uh, we try some beers, we talk about some books, but before we do any of that, Dan. Yeah. I'd like to check in on you because, you know, everybody yeah. needs a wellness check these yeah. days. Yeah. yeah, Wellness check. How are you? What, uh, do you do? what have you been up to? I'm good. I, this was a pretty good pretty good week for me. I don't yeah. know why. I just felt like I had a lot of stuff to do even though I didn't. And I had a lot of, like, entertainment um, to consume and wasn't bored by any of it. Uh. Which is, like, pretty good because, like, COVID, you never know. I feel like some days... You never know vid. Some days I just I just uh, I just am not interested by like anything. Even the things you love. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just because you have so much time to do it. Yeah. it's like I loved playing video games back when I had scarce amount of times. Because, mm-hmm. but like now when I have like literally all the time to play video games, sometimes it just like doesn't do it for me. You sometimes know? you just want to sit. 
Yeah. And just not do anything. Yeah. It sucks. And it's, like, it's crazy. Yeah. I feel that because sometimes it feels like I remember pre-Rona, you yeah. know, and like last last summer was summer's all traditionally like busiest time because mm-hmm. we play Frisbee a couple nights a week and then sometimes you sub. There's always weekend shit going we, on. Yeah. Cabin it, trips. Exactly. So like the weeks are jammed. The yep. the weekends are jammed. And yep. it's like I remember being like, man, I just wish I had unlimited free time. I'd play so many video games. But turns yep. out. No, you don't I, want no, that. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't play so many video games. I would I would spend so many hours just fucking depressed scrolling yeah. Twitter and getting mad about stuff. It's an yep. unending cycle. Yep. I did that too, um, but then I just switched to TikTok. And it's actually a lot better for my mental health. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. It, TikTok is much less angry. I saw a really good tweet. I don't know if I told you about it already. I think I might have. But it's uh, it was, yeah, on Twitter they were saying... Um, Take everyone on Twitter. You hiding your bulge? You got like a bulgy shorts right now. They're like hiked up and like you like look down and you're like, oh, maybe I'll cross my legs. <laughs> Just fucking exposed, <laughs> exposed me. Yes, pers- that is precisely. No, oh, okay. I unexposed myself to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm blushing, Dan. Yeah. You've, you've flushed me. I've I've exposed you for you fucking. Usually, you're all asshole. about the exhibition. Anyways, this uh... Dan, you are anyone to talk because I've seen your dick through your shorts so many goddamn times <laughs> and this... out of my shorts and once out of your by shorts. Accident. Bloop, just Maybe. like popped, popped right on, right on out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, this isn't a right, this isn't right, a bulge. Right. This isn't a bulge cast. Yeah, you're right. This is. I a... mean, it could be. <laughs> it could be. Give us a few weeks. <laughs> we'll see if we also get sick of comics. Like we've gotten sick of everything else we love. That's right. Uh, anyways, back, back to this tweet I was trying to talk about. There was a uh, tweet that said, "Stop uh, looking at everyone, my bulge. everyone, <laughs> stop." <laughs> it can't. <laughs> it said, "I'm just gonna have to look at your computer." Uh, <laughs> the, the, my desktop background is just a picture of my bulge. <laughs> it said, "Everyone on Twitter is uh, old, ugly, and miserable, and everyone on TikTok is young." hot and happy someday i aspire to be tiktok but for now i am twitter (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty good but pretty accurate there's like everyone's like pretty like upbeat on twitter like even even like a lot or on tiktok even a lot of the like depressing shit even when people talk about like you know police brutality and like oh you know whatever all the like political trash that's going on these days it's like they're always just like man this is super fucked up right and then they just like start dancing or something i don't know (laughs) Yeah, it's just a it's a much more positive place to for be now. For it, social everything media. will get ruined eventually, Dan. Mm-hmm. I'm just you just got to wait for it. You yep. got to wait for TikTok to get ruined. The, the boomers will get on it. Yeah, and then, that's true. That's, but then then all the young kids will migrate to a new platform and that one will be uh, young and hot and positive again. Yep. I actually want to not go onto TikTok because I think I will be like a what are you like a pilot fish. You know what I mean? I'll, no. I'll I'll swim into I'll swim into fucking TikTok, and then the angry ass boomers will follow me like they yeah. followed me my entire life. So <laughs> yeah, that's, if I the longer I stay off of TikTok, I just the, the sac- more pure it is for the rest of us. Yeah. I appreciate that the, honestly. Yeah, your and sacrifice is is. Uh, I'm glad someone. I'm glad someone can recognize it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, other than that, I I, I finished Kill a Kill the anime. It was it was pretty okay. Uh, there was how, some- how about Kill the Kill Kill a Kill the musical? That I would love to see, but uh, I have not made it there yet. And then I started Demon Slayer because I've just been on an anime kick recently. I too. Um, 
and it's been pretty good for the most part. I really, really like that Dora Hodoro and everything else has been like good, but not great. So, but I, uh, Dan, I looked up, watching. I looked up Dora Hodoro and the first scene I saw was him chewing off a girl's face. And I was like, this, I don't think the show's for me. <laughs> you were like, I remember I could hear your voice. You're like, it's not that edgy. And then he's like, it liter- isn't, though. he's like literally ripping this girl's face off. Yeah. But then she gets a new one. I mean, it's just like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's sure. not like, it's not serious. But uh, yeah, you, you could still give it a shot. It is ultra violent, uh, but it is not gritty. I would okay. say that. Um, but yeah, other than that, just been yeah playing some Valorant, some Legends of Runeterra. What about you? Uh, I too have been on an anime kick. Mm-hmm. I I went uh, I went pretty hard on it Friday night. I watched like nine episodes of the show called uh, Kaguya-sama. Love oh is, yeah, love is were, war. You were messaging me. Yeah, like, I was gibberish. And was, I could not. What do you understand. mean gibberish? Fuck you. It was not gibberish. It made complete <laughs> and total sense. Uh, so the main the main plot of the show is it's like it's like you're it's like a typical romance anime. Yeah. So it's like to the the fucking president of the school school council yep. or something yeah and then they it, love their school council they really presidents. it's like a i think it's like it must be a cultural yeah thing. it's gotta be so yeah school council president and then the vice president who's a the guy the president's a guy the vice president's a, a lady and uh they they like love each other but yeah. the whole point of the show is that he's not wealthy and she's super wealthy and she is basically and they're both plotting against each other because in their in both their minds they think that if they admit mm. that they're the ones in love that they're that they have like become the 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 submissive one in the oh, relationship okay. or something like that so they gotta be mean to each other to be the alpha it will in like each episode is like a battle you know what i mean and so it's all very it's all very like over the top kind of like it's like a but shonen. not like a fist no, it's battle. like a shonen ad. It's like a shonen thing where it's like yeah. it's like an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh where you hear yeah. all these internal yeah, monologues yeah, yeah, of each yeah, of them yeah. and then they'll be like they'll play they'll play all their hands and okay. it just shakes out and they'll be like the winner is, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 very funny. It's cute. It's like not it's not super serious or yeah. anything like that, so. Cool. It's great. And there's this one girl who's like also in the student council who's got like like pink hair and she fucks everything up because she's just she's like chaotic neutral she yeah. just comes in and just messes up everybody's plan i like that it's very funny it's cool. very funny uh and then besides that i've been playing a lot of world of warcraft oh yeah uh, phil said he was you started level one characters together or yep. something like and we're that like in the 50s now we're like you know nice. everything coming to it's all coming together all coming together oh yeah nice <laughs> yeah i love pre- that for you that's pretty much it you know work uh and then play yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah. I was thinking about making some ramen broth because that's what I do when my yeah. girlfriend's gone for the weekend, yep. but I didn't end but up you doing didn't. it. But we did eat chicken lips. That was fun. That's fun. That is true. And we did do that. Chicken licks. Chicken licks, Trademark. please. Tanner's Copyright. Pub in Middleton. Yeah. Don't come and <laughs> serve us. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Well, I guess that's that's. I guess we've caught up on our busy lives from last week. From last we, week, I feel like there was so much to talk about. Well, that's because it had been months, and now yeah. we're back on the. We're, it took us what one episode? It yeah. took us one episode to get back to the point where we're like, "Well, fuck you, uh, I don't care. Don't care. You're gonna tell me about your dumb." But also, there's like nothing because like our lives are just like voids, kind of at this point, you know. Yeah, but you know, people come to podcasts for uplifting, <laughs> <laughs> you know, distractions from reality. Here we are. I mean, as far as COVID goes, I think we're pretty uplifting. Do you think so? I mean, like we're a shining compared light compared to the rest of the state of the rest of the world right sure. now. I think we're, I think we're like definitely on the positive. Well, spectrum. we're not crying, so that's yeah. something. That's something. Yeah, I, I just want to be a little, a little shining, a little 
pin a little beacon of hope a little a little light in the in the night sky yeah, for for yeah. for gretchen this yeah. is all for you gretchen <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so dan yeah you brought beers and comic books i did I, I am a non-contributor uh, to this relationship which you still have to pay me for that's true um yeah so this week i got uh i i got a ton of beer for uh my birthday weekend so we're that's kind of what i brought last week and also what we're kind of drinking this <laughs> week um though the the second beer we're drinking i did actually buy but this one i just got a ton of working draft beers for my birthday because fuck it mm-hmm. um and this was one of them this is close enough to perfect their double ipa okay and this, by who uh working draft okay yep so this is significant because I feel like it is probably the first non-hazy IPA that we have had on the podcast in quite some time. Yeah, it isn't hazy, and you stole my joke that I was going to make. Oh, sorry. Do you remember I was going to pour? I was going to fake pour it because I already poured it. I was oh, gonna go, I was going to go. Wait, this isn't hazy at all. Oh yeah, I do remember that. But then you poured it, and then I kind of forgot about it. I said I was going to use the joke. Yeah, but then you poured your drink. The order operations of that doesn't make sense. How was I supposed to know that it wasn't hazy before I poured the drink? Yeah. It was already poured, and I said it's not hazy. And I was gonna like I was gonna use that I for know, the show. I had it poured for like five minutes. Oh Anyways, my God. this is a double IPA from Working Draft, made with Mosaic, Citra, Amarillo, Chinook hops. Um, and I kind of like what they do with their beers. They like give it chapters because I think they kind of want all of their beers to taste different based on the different batches. That they're made in, you know, like whereas uh, macro breweries or whatever, they try and make like huge batches of everything and everything is uh, as close to um, as close to the last batch as possible. I think that's crazy. If you think about how how hard that must be to like make hundreds of gallons of beer and make it taste exactly consistent from lot to lot. That's nuts. And that's what I've heard from like a lot of brewers who actually really appreciate to like you know, Miller cores and you know, a lot of the bigger ones are like, it's fucking hard to make the same beer taste the same over and over yeah. for like 40 years. Yeah. That's insane. And it is pretty impressive that they can do that. Do I like really like their beer? Not really, but the fact that they can make it is pretty impressive. Sure. Um, but yeah, I also kind of like the other end of the spectrum where they just have different chapters on their labels. So I think they're kind of acknowledging the fact that this will taste different from the last batch. This is this flavor is specific to this batch of beer. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna do from now on. Whenever I fuck something up, I'm just gonna call it. I'm just gonna call it chapter two. Yeah, yeah. And then be like, this is just a new journey, and not yeah. all journeys lead to the <laughs> lead to an end that's satisfying. But like, even for their like standbys, like pulp cultures on chapter like ten or something like that, and they they label them every time. Nice. Uh, so yeah, mosaic, citra, amarillo, and chinook. Those are all very citrus forward hops. Yeah, right? I'm not super familiar with chinook. Is the only one that I'm not super familiar with have you used that yeah it's much? a grapefruity okay. I use chip, okay. uh chinook and amarillo that's like a that's like a rye you remember rye ipas oh yeah yeah you remember rye ipas, rye IPAs? Yeah. those are the very kind of because they're they, they i think they straddle the line between that spicy citrus okay um but they're grapefruity both gotcha. of those are pretty grapefruity yeah so yeah lots of citrus hops then because yeah mosaic citra amarillo are pretty much like the trinity of super yeah. citrusy hops yep um so yeah 8.5 percent abv Spicy. Spicy. Spicy, spicy. It's clear. It's malty. What do you think of the flavor 
profile. Well, uh, I'm going to mark points against it for not being hazy. I can see through this. Yeah. I can yeah. see through this beer, and that disgusts yeah. me. Yeah. Do you remember? So back in the day when we started uh, getting into craft beer, it was like clarity was like. Yeah. And if you had like a fucking beer that was cloudy it was uh-huh. like it was like you fucked it you, yeah you idiot and to their credit uh ale asylum was actually one of the first ones who made un unfiltered beer was like part of their tagline mm-hmm. uh it said i forget what they said it's like, like great beer always unfiltered that always kind of, unfiltered yeah. always chill filter yeah yeah so like they they were one of the pioneers in that space i would say would you call them the pine pine and a pioneer pioneer are you making like a hop joke like a piney yeah. hop joke yeah. yeah 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 um but yeah i think this is a pretty good beer i like double ipas and i know i've talked about this before but a lot of times like regular ipas are too bitter too hoppy not enough malt and i feel mm-hmm. like double ipas it's a lot easier to strike a balance between because you have a lot of malt and a lot of hop yeah that's true it balances it back out mm-hmm. uh i like a i like a nice double ipa too yeah um, and I think this one is pretty nice. It is. It's, it's even, not. It doesn't like. It's easy drinking, which is dangerous because yep. it's like nine percent. That's true. It is like like even though you get a lot of malt character, it doesn't really have a lot of the like thickness and like syrupy. Yeah, I get kind of like a sweet bready. Mm-hmm. This is bready without being like. Yeah, you're right. Sweet, but it's still it. It does taste lighter to me in terms of drinking. You're right. It's a lot more easy drinking. It's a, it's a gulpable beer, which is, yeah. which is a frightening thing. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as a frightening prospect. Agreed. Tasty. Uh, it has a color like Miller light. Yeah. It kind of looks like a Pilsner. It honestly. does. It's a very Pilsnery kind of color. I'm shocked at how clear it is. Yeah. Not shocked really disgusted. <laughs> no head retention. Uh, no, that, uh, but that's fine. Yeah. That, fine. Uh, that happens. I think that's lot. part of the like Hops. lightness of it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, also maybe the hops. Maybe I think the probably hop oils. Yeah, and hop shit. oils just kill a lot of the. Yeah, any oils, right? That's another thing that people just don't give a shit about anymore. It's yeah, head, head retention. That's true. It used to be a big thing. You yep. used to want to retain as much head as you can. Now yep. people just like, who cares? Yeah, as long as it tastes good. Head is dead. Head is fucking. Dead. Now it's all about rim jobs. <laughs> rim jobs on TikTok. It's all about ass play. These, mal- ass. these Gen Zers <laughs> ass play. All they do is ass play. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Uh, I think this is a pretty good beer. I'm glad I bought it. Yeah, I like it. It's like not my favorite working draft beer, but it is a different working draft beer. It is a different working draft beer. And did uh, you even buy this one? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, this one I bought. Nice. Yeah, I got a. I think I got two four packs and a crowler for my birthday, and this was one of them. Nice. I got this and I think Future Tense, which is one of their other IPAs, and then. Oh, and then I got that DDH Pulp Culture that we drank last week. Oh, yeah. That was really good. That was really good. That was super good. Double dry hopped pop pop, pop culture. Yep. Yep. That's the one. All right, Dan. Should we talk about some books? Let's talk about some books. Let's talk about books, baby. baby. Uh, We have... Well, we could actually split this up a little bit. Let's do Marvel first and then Money Shot because that'll sprinkle it into three. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Then we can take a break and then we can do DC. Smart, 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 smart. smart, That's why they pay me the big bucks and that they don't pay me anything at all. So, Dan, how about you start us off with Guardians of the Galaxy number five? Let's do it. This is written by Al Ewing with art by Juan Cabal. Colors by Federico Blee and Corey Pettit on the letters. Dan, tell us I about will. Guardians. So I think we we might have missed one issue, but also I'm not really sure. Cause, so I know we saw, and in the beginning... Spoiler of this, warning! This is your spoiler warning. Yeah, good We're going to spoil books. I didn't um, do it last week. 
Oh yeah. Please and forgive me. Got so much hate mail. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it says I love the recap on this. Previously, dot dot dot. Peter Star Quill Lord is, is dead. dead. Star Lord is dead, and you're and Dan's like, well, yes, Star Lord's dead. He's like, I'll flip about it. I was like, Dan, we read that. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, <laughs> I guess you're right. But that was pre-COVID times, Jerry. It that, doesn't even really exist. What are you talking? There's. Dan Rohn has been around our whole life. Yeah. What are you what are you talking about? You've only ever had me as your friend. You've never had any other friends. Uh so yeah, he's Star Lord's dead and now the but we definitely missed one because we missed them getting split up into two groups and like fighting each other. Yeah, which so, is like I feel like the MO of the Guardians of the Galaxy so yeah. far. Yeah. And also we uh missed like really any grieving for Star Lord that's kind of like out the window now. Like they do a little bit in this issue, but it's very much like he's dead, we're fucking going and let's go to the fucking galaxy which is cool i like that uh but yeah so there's two factions of guardians now and they were kind of split we find out in this issue sort of intentionally by someone who i have no idea who it is the uh moon dragon and then there's also another moon dragon from another dimension who comes to this one which is the one we've been following right old old i was confused on that honestly but old moon dragon was this universe's moon dragon who sucks? Mm-hmm. Because I, she got like beaten by moon dragon. She got like some of her powers fucked up. I don't know. She's had like a hard life. It sounds like she's had a hard knocks life. Yeah. Um. But basically, it's like Rocket and his team versus Gamora and her team, and she's all like bitter because because Quill's dead, and as she should be because he. If you remember from like the pre-Rona issues, it was like he. He finally convinced Gamora to settle down with him. And all the Guardians, <laughs> yeah. they like had a nice house out in the country. And then they, they were like, finally Quill, we got to go back. And then, and then he like, <laughs> hears some like signal on his fucking space police radio. He's yep. like, I got to go. And like Gamora's like, no, you just convinced me to come back. I just killed my father and went through the whole like. I killed you, I Quill. killed you. I went through the whole Infinity Wars arc that we did read infinity warps wasn't it infinity warps no <laughs> no oh. it definitely wasn't oh, all right. and then uh, <laughs> infinity warps i thought infinity warps was a thing we should okay this uh, it definitely wasn't like the the title of the you know series or anything but it <laughs> it is a clever pun so i hope it was used somewhere um and then, so yeah, he goes charging off with rocket raccoon which is totally stupid but it was the new it was like Al Ewing was just taking over. And what's he going to do? Right? Yeah. What's he going to do? Write him in the suburbs. There's no way. That would be really good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would read it. Fucking but... Star Lord just grilling and having like passive aggressive <laughs> wars with his neighbors. Like the neighbor being like, yeah. "Oh wow, I, you're really letting that burdock tree growing it grow in your in your garden, huh? It's not my house, but I'd, I'd trim it if it was me. But hey, it's your house. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like uh, take it up like, with the homeowners fuck you, association. Fuck you, fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, I would I would read that too, honestly. And there are some books that are kind of doing a like. Remember the first Ant Man book that we read, and it was all about like I loved that. Yeah, it was really good, and it was all about him just like chilling in his neighborhood. That and, had like, some like big Paul Rudd energy. Yeah, it did. Yeah, for sure. Like. Yeah, me too. Um, but anyway, so they they ditched that for the obvious choice of interstellar shenanigans shenanigans which is you know the guardians of the galaxy it's always been their mo anyways so yeah it's fine i I don't really know a ton of people on this uh team honestly there's like there's moon dragon blackjack o'hare which is like the anti-rocket raccoon 
um, the bunny who's like sniping uh, him. Oh, that he was literally on a different team that was trying to kill him? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that those were the other guardians. Yeah, yeah. That was Gamora's team. And then she's also got the Prince of Power who's like a hilarious himbo um who like so who was the who was the woodchuck uh the woodchuck i mm, i thought that woodchuck was was working with he was working with one of them i think i think he was working with gamora's team maybe and then he got blown up and then he got blown up um so these guys are like not frenemies they are enemies yeah i think it's just like they have different employers and different uh yeah i think like rocket took one job gamora took another job and then we find out that it was kind of engineered that way by moon dragon who like kind of wanted him to pit him against each other evil moon dragon yeah for some reason it's Um, all it's all becoming clear (laughs) yeah so yeah this this one was it wasn't too uh, you know it was easy to get the gist of it was hard to follow completely but that's fine uh, I the best it, part of it was the fight between yeah. Moon Dragon and Moon Dragon. Oh, really? I really like the fight between Hercules and. Oh, that was Prince pretty good too. Power. Prince of Power was funny. Yeah, I loved how like they're fighting and like Gamora's like, no, don't, don't do that. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't even like that mad that she yeah. lost. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so funny. Moon Dragon is like a very like bourgeois dude who like thinks he's like I'm the hero and you're not, the villain not Moon I- Dragon. Elf power, man. Prince of power. Prince of power, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, I'm better than all of you. And, yeah, he talks like a like a Tolkien, like one of those like 70s. Yeah. And he looks like one of those like like 70s fantasy novels with like the, yeah, totally. kind of the sinewy yeah, yeah. blonde-haired elf boy. Yeah, like what's the name of that, that one that was in? Prince Valiant? Was that the one in the Sunday comics? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, Prince Valiant so. or something yeah, like but that. It, yeah, he reminds me of that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I thought this was pretty fun. I liked, uh, I liked, the, yeah, like I said, I liked the fight scene between Hercules and Prince of Power. Uh, I liked Gamora and Rocket. Rocket has a great fake mustache on yeah. in this. It was so good. What was the point of it? Because the, it's like, he, it wasn't, <laughs> he had a fake mustache on, but like the person who was trying to assassinate him, like obviously knew, it was obviously him. knew it was him. And then he threw it off and like, like yeah. the first panel or whatever. Well, it's, I think it's cause I think it was a joke because, uh, when Groot attacks the rabbit, who's trying to snipe rocket raccoon, he kind of reveals that, uh, Rocket knew about the assassination. Mm. So I think it was just Rocket being like a dick to the guy, like, oh, I'll put on this mustache so you don't know it's me, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like something like that. Um, but yeah, I thought it was good. Did you like it? Yeah, it was funny. Like I said, I liked, I, I thought the fight between Moon Dragon and Moon Dragon was the, was the coolest. I really liked the, yeah. the imagery that yeah. they had of like a, it's like, because it was like in basically an internal telekinesis fight. Yeah, like mono or dialogue. But, and it was pretty, it was pretty neat. And in the end, she absorbed her shittier self, I think. Mm-hmm. Like literally like ate her. So, but, I, but like not in an, evil not an way. evil way she like was basically like she's like i want to share my power with you because because the, like the the bad moon dragon was like pissed off at her because she had apparently fought with her i, I don't totally understand she like fought with her moon dragon and lost and now she's like uh and her wife died who is this who is this lady's wife from another dimension i'm pretty oh, sure oh okay that that, that. Was, that that whole thing at the end when she smooshes herself and yeah. taps into her wife's consciousness again oh. was like sharing her her wife basically being oh, like okay. this is remember this was like your this and so she like almost like she's like I'm going to heal yeah. you by eating you but the benevolent moon dragon like basically shared her power with her was how she put it yeah. so it was yeah it was it was 
pretty cerebral, uh, but yeah, it was good. And I don't, and I'm not, I'm not sure if there's like a fucking dead corpse somewhere. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter, Dan. No, not really, not really, not for us. Not really at all. Um, I. Trying to think. I know we try to do recommendations. I don't know if I'd recommend this book for just like to pick up. Uh, like uh, alone, no. But I think this series is good and entertaining, and yeah. especially if like you're into the Guardians movies, that kind of stuff. This is pretty in line with that. Yeah, yeah it's pretty in line with that. And there's uh, except except Republican sweetheart uh, Chris. What's his name? Chris fucking Pines. No. Wait, what? Chris oh, uh, Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt. Republican sweetheart Chris Pratt dies in the opening episode of this, so you should just know. Republican sweetheart? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, why? Because Chris Pratt's a Republican. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a Trump voter. Oh, what? I know. Ruin your... Ruin... Sorry. <laughs> I ruined Chris Pratt for you. Well, I don't know. He's he's already been a little ruined. Ever since he did, like, Jurassic World, I've kind of been done with him. <laughs> See, like, that's funny because, like, I... For me, it's like... Uh, whatever an actor does who cares you know what i mean like if he's in a bad jurassic park movie eh, he's just trying to make money you know what i mean I, I'm not gonna yeah, fall. It's, not but, his, it's not his fault but it's also uh, like i don't mind actors like that when they also make good movies he was in guardians it was fine yeah but like that's like the only movie and he's like the same in every movie and also he's like i don't know he's i feel like he and i i think that it was like Everyone's obsession with him also kind of ruined it for me. Cause yeah, like, they were like, remember Chris th- Pratt from Parks and Rec. You remember the fat guy from Parks and Rec? Well, he's hot now. He's hot now, <laughs> and we're putting him in everything. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Everything that only requires him to act as himself. And yeah. like, but uh, he doesn't know. even really act. He just kind of dances around and then says yeah. sarcastic shit. Yeah, he's one of those guys though. He's got like a magnetic personality, yeah. so like they just kind of jam him in whatever. And he was in that movie with. Uh, he's in that movie with Wassernuts, right? Where they like were on a space station yeah. and fucked. Yep, that was That's him. the whole point of the oh, movie. Oh yeah, with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. My God, she's great. She is. She is phenomenal. She's like. The antithesis of Chris Pratt. She's so much more range than him. She's, She's got so much range. Him. Who is the chick from um, Alicia Vikander? Alicia Vikander? You know who I'm talking about? Is. She's no. from Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's fucking good, too. Yeah, she's, she's great. She's a very good actress. Okay. Anyway, this is not actor and actress talk. This is Craft Comics Talk. This is Craft Comics Talk. Welcome and, to Craft Comics. My and, uh, name is Garrett Moore. Join me today's damn Q. And, and now we're going to play that backwards at the intro. And that'll be a, hilar- uh, and that'll be be a hilarious thing. joke. What if we actually did play it backwards? <laughs> and you ended up saying, like, welcome to Craft or Comics. Or I was just, like, I was just like, I will eat Dan McHugh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if it was, like, any message at all, I would have, like, an existential crisis. Yeah, I don't want to play. I'm not, I'm not going to play it for Yeah, let's not do it. Um, but if anyone else does, maybe just tell us what it is. It'll be <laughs> Hail Satan. Okay. Yeah. Uh Dan, you want to talk about Captain America? Captain America. Number twenty one, written by Tana Kisi Holtz, with art by Bob Quinn, Matt Miller on the colors and Joe Caramania. The guy, he's back. Maybe for one issue. We'll Maybe probably for one never issue. see him again. He used to do Joe Caramania, man. That guy. I know. What happened? That guy was like 2018. He was on top of the world. He was 2018 Clayton Cowles. Yeah. Clayton Cowles is all over the yeah. place now. Yeah. You know for what? Sure. Joe, I hope you're doing well. That's all I got to say. Yeah, me too. I me hope too. you're doing well. I hope your you're, you're lettering hand, because you <laughs> write all these by yeah. hand. Yeah. I hope your lettering I hand it's not sore. is not sore. I hope you're doing well. Yeah. I hope that your mental health is blessed. Okay. Top notch. Uh, yeah, so this is, uh, we've 
Pulled Dan, I, fuck, I fucking hated this. Really? I, I thought this was a miserable slog. That's too bad. I uh, I wasn't too hot on it, but I wasn't too cold on it either. It, it so the first we read the first couple issues of this. Our boys, our boys, and uh, <laughs> yeah, Tanahisi Coast, who I had not read prior to reading Captain America. Since I've read uh, Between the World and Me. Um, oh, and we were eight years in power. Um, he's a very <laughs> prolific author. I was gonna say, and we were eight years old. <laughs> now that would, I mean, yeah. If we were eight years old doing this podcast, could you imagine? We, we'd have been trailblazers. Yeah. Been a podcast and. Welcome to Craft Comics. Welcome to Craft Comics. This is Jerry Moore. <laughs> Joining me today, Danny May. <laughs> I wouldn't even have it like that together. I would, it'd be, it'd be just like this awkward stumbling mess about yeah. like, about how much I like fucking. <laughs> sandwiches or something <laughs> stupid like that we swindled some some craft beer from our parents we stole it from the neighborhood we stole it from the neighbors went garage shopping yeah we'd fight <laughs> about the dumbest thing you know my favorite like one of my favorite meme formats is like those like three like 14 year old boys sitting around the sitting around like a couch and then it, like it's just like a youtube video still frame and people yeah. just people edit the title of the video yeah or whatever because they're all looking like super pensive yeah 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 that would be us as <laughs> yeah i could see that us as eight-year-olds would be three 14 year old boys what would be three 14 year old boys how did you miss that joke it's fine okay it's, it, sorry it flew pretty quick we all you weren't on the same train as me yep sorry so okay. uh yeah this book is it was a little hard to follow for me, but it's also very like politically charged. Like there's a big group of uh, I don't know, like suburban. They're fucking Russian vampires. Come on! I expected like a little bit of fucking like they're Russian vampires who make a cult. They yeah. make a cult and then they fucking sell slaves. It's so. But they make a cult on the nose. But they, yeah, and they also make a cult a cult that like appeals to. Uh, American nostalgia and like conservative men. ideals. Yeah, it's me- they're and then they're use that to like possess men. them. It was weird though. Was like, so yeah, it's very unsubtle. Yeah, it's very unsubtle, but then also it's like the the messaging of this was so odd. I didn't understand. I was like, okay, so what? What is? What am I like? Am I supposed to be mad at women for preying on fragile masculine? I I don't <laughs> feel bad about it. I just, if anything, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, just eat these dudes. They're fucking idiots. Yeah. Like, I don't. Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to think that these are bad people? I don't understand. I think I am, but like, I don't. I'm like, I'm like, what? Well, yeah, I think you're supposed to think that like the vampire ladies are bad. I'm just rooting for the vampire ladies, to be honest with you. Well, I think you're supposed to think that they're bad over Captain America, but not necessarily bad compared to the men that they manipulate. Because it's it's just like I think it's all about like you know Russians and Americans hack American social media to like make them you know think stupid shit and like make dumb posts to influence elections that kind of shit so it's like that's even like one step further abstract than i kind of was just like i just read it as like russians bad americans good and like these big late bad ladies are preying on oh, I the don't poor think they're, because they were men. in the first few issues and i don't yeah, they think were evil they were like draining people's bodies yeah but it, it was like it was one of those things where they were like at least what i remember is that they were kind of understandably evil because they're like you know home had been destroyed by americans or something like that granted it has been about 15 issues of this comic since i've read so maybe i'm yeah. just seeing a bad one but it's it seemed very black and white like kind of 
polarized in this like i was like oh i get it like, these are just yeah. they're literally evil vampires that turn the ladies into bats and, yeah. and then suck then suck poor innocent men's li- like souls oh, out of their body no that was not the message How the that men not? in this were not like but they were all mind controlled not like the whole time though they were like manipulating them so that they could even like get to that point but it's not like the men in this point are not in this book are not good people. It's about them. Like it's about them giving into their worst instincts and like being afraid of the future and like, uh, vulnerable to nostalgia propaganda, you know, our boys, our boys. Exactly. Exactly. So I, yeah, I, I kind of disagree that that was how they were painted. I thought that the, like, I thought that the rural men in this were painted pretty badly. They're they're painted badly, but in a way that to me came off as kind of almost condescending, being like they're just dumb. Oafs. Oh yeah, I could see that. They're just sure. dumb oafs that yeah. got swindled by these pretty. This Russian is definitely like, ladies. Yeah, this is a very liberal, like pretty propaganda ebook. I would say, but not which to is, say that it's wrong in its message or which anything. I, I but think I don't know. I just was like expecting a little bit more. I, I, I more guess, subtlety craft i don't know i don't know anything about i am i know that he's a t- extremely talented writer so i'm yeah. not like but yeah i don't know i just this one just didn't do it for me yeah i kind of agree honestly it's a it, it was a bit on the nose for me as well it was like like i don't mind if my if our books have a message a lot of the like ones that we like best do have a message but uh but yeah i, I while i agree with the message that this was putting yes. out it was yes. it was very on the nose. And I actually think that this is a fucking perfect segue into our next book, which is extremely on the nose and says pretty much the exact same thing as this, but does it in a way that's extremely funny, and that's Money Shot. Yeah. Money yeah, Shot yeah. number seven, which is 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 like I, I think like a poster child and how you can do how you can do like an on the nose political commentary, but fucking funny. There's a part, yeah. there's a part where the person, the president of the United States, literally says that the United States shits guns and yeah. then makes fun of Mexico. <laughs> but yeah. it's like it's funny. So I'm gonna I'll just quickly do this. Is Money Shot number seven, written by Tim Seeley and Sarah Beatty. Art by Rebecca Isaacs, Kurt Russell on the colors, and yes, it is the Kurt Russell. <laughs> uh, and then uh, letters, a hobby. and then letters by Craig. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I, I like this book too, but you're right. It, it, this one also very political message. It's got a, uh, basically a young frat boy version of Donald Trump as being the president. And the way that it opens was, was great. There's like an alien who comes down to earth and she's like, we want you to join like a federation of planets. We'll give you all of this free technology, open source. Anyone can use it. And the only thing that has to happen is the rich has to like give up all their money. And then she doesn't even say that outright. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. But she does say that they'll make everyone equal. Yeah. And he like stomps out. He's like, (laughs) no, listen here, bitch. That sounds like a liberal wet dream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He literally says that. He says, it sounds like a liberal wet dream. I don't know where you think you are but this is america we shit guns and we <laughs> we prop up all these other shit countries or yeah something yeah like yeah that. let me let me find the oh actual. It's, it's so good so so money shot money shot is an independent comic uh published by i think vault is it vault comics um yeah i see vault on the back okay. um and it's basically follows this team of interstellar porn stars that go around funding the cost of their interstellar travels by making porn uh and and streaming it on the internet because in this universe traveling across the stars is extremely expensive um and so they they pay for it by fucking aliens which yeah. i think is hilarious so this is like kind of following their last mission they've yep, they got home. on earth 
Um, but yeah, so this alien comes to give them all of this free technology, and he says, see, uh, we're from America, the U.S. of A. We've been doing most of the heavy lifting on Earth for a number of years. We're the number one superpower on the planet, and we have all the guns. Hell, we shit guns. Pardon my French. I know how sensitive you girls can be. (laughs) (laughs) We're like all the other countries combined, except in beast mode. (laughs) She electrocutes his testicles and then leaves. So she, like, electrocutes him and gets the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah, so then the chief chief kind of stuff that happens happens in this particular issue is uh it it basically cuts to the cuts forward the president of the united states is spreading propaganda about aliens yeah uh, and so that means that the people who do porn by fucking them are getting protested and picketed kind of like yeah kind of like you would see us out of like a planned parenthood kind of people screaming yeah. bible verses at them yeah they're yeah. just like huh that's funny and then they go and have sex with each other yeah seems like there's some inter-character friction mm-hmm. the main the main lady is boning her ex's girlfriend ex-girlfriend at her well, ex's ex- her ex-boyfriend's yeah. girlfriend yeah or at least ex-girlfriend yeah her ex-boyfriend's ex something like that it's all complicated yeah i can appreciate it and they're like yeah they talk a they do some like good character dissection like there there's like a new mission that she doesn't want to take and it's like why don't you want to take this because it's too perfect yeah right? the only yeah. reason you don't want to take it is because you self-sabotage everything that kind of stuff which is fine um, I thought it was all pretty well done. I liked the part where the alien was fucking the horse lady. Yeah. And he was like, and he, and he was like, he got all soft. Yeah. And he was like, well, it's just, you're up there and there's all of this. It's cause she's like a centaur. He's she's like, got like a six foot torso. And he's like, and there's all of this in between us. And she's just like disappointed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that I get funny. Yeah. That, that would be kind of a trip to yeah, have. It'd be tough. Yeah. To have to fuck a horse. Like, yeah, I guess <laughs> somebody's got to do it. Well, she was calling him like a half legger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't probably help the poor guy. So the way that it, this ends, and I don't totally understand it, but I'm here for it. They uh, they end up, so they had this mission planned that they had to cancel because the president of the United States is like, you can't do this anymore. Um, but then he ends up going with them and like bringing an American fa- flag and like flicking people off. And, and being like, like, you got, all you aliens are going to fuck me. Well, then I'm going to fuck you. That's what he says. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's pretty entertaining. Yeah, I'm good with having this. Like, he's you in, you almost guarantee he's gonna get fucked in the ass. Yeah, and that's gonna be some. Yeah, it's gonna be nice. Yeah, and probably killed. Um, you think he'll die? I yeah, uh, probably. He, he'll either get he'll either get fucked in the ass and killed, or he'll get fucked in the ass and just become like it'll be like transcendent. Yeah, and like become like a, a <laughs> ultra lib massive sexual deviant or something. That'd be awesome. That's what happens. You you yeah. do you do ass play one time, yep. you become a, you become a fucking lib. Yeah, yeah. I'd be here for that, but yeah, I uh, I thought it was funny. Like I yeah, found his character, uh, like the president's character, to be entertaining while not being too real. Because like I don't I don't like it when comics like if it was literally Donald Trump, yeah, I'd, like and his head was in a jar. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to see his. Yeah, pe- I don't want to see, see his robot penis. I really yeah, don't. and but they they kept it like just light enough for me to be able to engage in it without feeling depressed. Yeah, and I think and it's not that it's not that Captain America did depress or anything like that because even that is so silly but like it's silly in a way that doesn't take itself it does it, it takes itself it does take seriously. itself very seriously it's yeah. like yes this rush these two russian vampires yeah. who are in not only like a cult yeah. but they're also in like s- literal slave trade yeah and then they're nazi they're nazi daddy husband uh-huh because he's the red skull right yeah yeah and, and, and like and these are the fucking villains and i'm supposed to be like 
oh yeah, I take this absolutely seriously. You know what I mean? And it's <laughs> yeah. just it's so dumb and yeah. over the top. Yeah. And if it was like if there was some like a fucking shred of levity, one joke yeah. about about the fact that it's just fucking absurd, I'd be yeah. like, oh okay. But it's not like Captain America is just scowling the yeah. entire time and he comes and he, he throws his fucking shield. He's like, Stop, lesbian. And yeah. it's just like, oh my God, uh, enough. <laughs> like it's just fucking there. So, no, um, but like Captain America is like a liberal icon in this in this book he is but he's still throwing he's still throwing shields at ladies that's true you know what that's i mean true. Like, for just standing up to men yeah that's it yeah that's true captain america you set you set the whole movement back 20 <laughs> years yeah i don't know yeah. it's just it's just so silly I, I and i wish that it knew it was silly you know what i mean yeah but at the end of the day i agree it does take itself a bit too seriously but that's the book. That's the book. But Dan, we're not reading another one. We have to. Oh, have you're to, right. We are. We're on our. We're on our break. It's time to. Dan and Jerry on a break to strap off, off. and uh, reload a brew. Yeah. Yeah. Strap off, but keep that baby in the microwave. You want to keep it nice and hot, <laughs> nice and piping hot. What does that mean? You want like hot dildos? Is that? It is my meme. Okay. <laughs> And we're back. We are back in the business. In with the, a brand new beer. With a brand new beer um, and a whole new lease on life. Yep. We're not going to talk about coronavirus anymore. We're not? Nope. We are going to talk about beer, though. The brand president sent us a memo. He said, look, uh, you guys are focus testing pretty dark. Uh, only yeah. doomers are following you. Um, <laughs> and we really trying to get away to that uh, young, young eating ass demographic. So. Yeah, I feel that. That that is the demographic we want. That is absolutely unequivocally. It's also the demographic we want to be. If I'm being honest, so you want to just just rewind life, just be a Gen Zer, just fucking just shave ten years off your miserable life. They seem to have their shit together. Yeah, they do. I mean, like I don't I don't hate being thirty or anything. But yeah, I don't. I I think I think millennials. We were we had a good run. Yeah, that's true. And now we can kill ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> the world's a... Speaking of Doomer. <laughs> to stop taxing the planet. Okay. Uh, so we've got a brand new beer. And this one I actually discovered. So like I've been getting like giant Costco packs of beer because apparently that's a thing. Big Costco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this was one of the beers that I got in one of their like 30 pack samplers or whatever. They've got some good shit sometimes. Um, people tell me, people tell me all kinds of crazy shit about Costco. You can buy like a fucking laptop from Costco. Yeah. It doesn't make a lick of sense. No. It doesn't make a lick of you sense. You can buy like a laptop, a television and like a full on quilt for your <laughs> fucking bed. You guys want a Wii? <laughs> we got Wiis in the back. And you're like the, the Nintendo Wii? It's like yeah, they're they're doing gangbusters here. <laughs> they're doing <laughs> gangbusters. Old people I would love not them. Be surprised, honestly. They got a stockpile of weeds that sell out every week. It is the weirdest <laughs> store. Like my my wife asked me today, we have to do some shopping, and she's like, "All right, well, we've got some stuff to get at Costco. We've got some stuff to get at Woodman's. Do you want to go to Costco or Woodman's?" I'm like, "Well, I want to go to Costco, baby. That place is a weird yeah. warehouse wonderland of white people. Yeah, it's, it's like an it's like an bizarre. IKEA of food. Yeah, exactly." Exactly. Yeah. That is exactly what it do is. Do they they do they have do they have arrows in the aisles or am I misremembering this? I've been in Costco twice. I don't think so. I don't okay. really think as far as I've seen and I've kind of looked a few times, um, it's like 
nothing is organized. There's like <laughs> there's like no shit everywhere. Yeah, and the aisles are not labeled at all. Everything is just kind of like in there, and you just have to experience it in order to like really like know your way around there. It's so, weird. It's like a Best Buy. Like for me. <laughs> It feels like I'm shopping in a Best Buy for food. Yeah, because Best Buy is that kind of like they're like we don't need aisles. Yeah, we just got big old we just got sections. We got a big old room, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we like get that all your kind stuff of, here. It's like that kind of feel. I have a story about Costco. Tell me. Um, so <laughs> I don't remember what the I think it was a birthday cake. Got some head retention on this. This boy. is some good that. head retention on yeah. that beer. Spoilers. Um, so I don't remember if this was for like a coworker's birthday or something, but <laughs> they had requested that me and, um, a, a friend coworker named Mark go out and get, uh, get them a cake. Okay. And so we went to Costco to get them a cake because, you know, they did the big sheet cakes or whatever. Oh, book. okay. And we went to the far left of the cake aisle i guess the the cake thing and we noticed these three <laughs> extremely suspicious looking cakes where i'm i to this day have this theory that what they did was they drew a dick on each cake <laughs> and then they turned it into something and the thing that we the one that we got was a fish and so it was like the it was like a dick shaped fish it was a dick shaped fish that was being pulled out of the water by by the tip obviously you know what i mean but there was like a hook yeah. in its mouth or whatever but yeah. it was like very clearly the shape was like yeah. the outline yeah, of it yeah, was, yeah. A, was the thing and it was just like it was like fucking like fished you up on your birthday or something and we were like <laughs> we have to get this cake because it's so it's such a fucking dick yeah. fish it absolutely is and I'll, t- I'll try to find the picture of it but that's that's my whole thing oh that's so good i have this theory that there was like a cake artist there that like drew like three dick shaped cakes every yeah. day and just try to turn it into something nice just to stem the boredom you know yeah i feel that yeah it's a very bizarre place yeah they uh, can, you can get a big pizza and like a hot dog for three bucks yeah that's, that's a, i was that's just insane. gonna talk about the hot dogs are Those like a, a big dog. thing there yeah and it's like man they are if one thing can corner the gen z market at this point it's the fucking glizzies man the and glizzies. they got them yeah you you do there are some glizzies at costco yeah for sure i also feel like gli- like like hot dogs are this weird boomer thing though right like yeah they are so like the we the jet x and millennials it's like the, the only place where like gen z and boomers like the intersect the intersection mm-hmm. is that is costco yeah costco yep I seen, I seen, I seen the hot dogs at Costco. I seen the hot dogs. They're like, fucking, they're big. massive. They're, they're big, big glizzies, hot dogs. big yeah. old glizzies. But also, they have like big old industrial size pack of like every glizzy. Yeah, you can imagine. And like, they're, the they're Hebrew nationals. Their pizzas are huge too. Oh, I haven't gotten the pizzas big, yet. You, like I said, you can get a fucking slice of pizza, which yeah. is as big as your head, and, yep. and a and a hot dog. Yeah. This this podcast brought to you by Costco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the fucking glizzies are like a foot long, and they're like a buck fifty. Uh, big shout outs to Mike who died on the hill of why do we call gl- them glizzies? Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that word, that the, dumbest the shit. word was made up and all words have <laughs> are, are descriptive of what yeah. they're talking about. Except for glizzy and Ex- therefore it's irrelevant. Except for every fucking word in, <laughs> in, any, la- language. in any language yeah, in any ever. Language. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Oh, uh, that was a dumb We don't need to we don't need to dunk on him. Yeah, I think he doesn't listen to this anyway. He dunked himself. Yeah, um yeah. so Dan, you want to talk about this beer? Did, yes, did, I do. Oh, we've been talking about it. A I, little bit, yeah. So I got Costco it at Costco. Okay. I got it full circle. All yep. right. Woo, I got it back. at Costco. This was like my favorite out of the sampler. It was like a bunch of stone IPAs, but then this one. Um, which is a Buena Vesa salt and lime lager. It's good. It's good. And also, I think, I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jerry. But I think this might be You're the wrong. first time we've Sorry. had like a Cerveza-style beer on the cast. What do you think? Well, What's a Cerveza-style beer? Does uh, a Cerveza just mean beer? Yeah, it does, but I but like in um in, in the old idiot. U.S. of A, it means like <laughs> a, a Mexican cor- lager. It's Corona, a Mexican lager. I guess so I should they, say. Do they they add they add lime to it? They do, um, in this one, and I don't think that's that's true of every Mexican lager. Probably not most Mexican lagers, even. But in like the U.S., but I yeah, feel when you like, think about drinking a Corona or like yeah. a, a Modelo Especial, yep. you know, you take a little pinch of the salt yep. and you put a little lime wedge right on, a, yeah, right on in there, and it all bubbles up, and you go, "Ooh, it's fun." We're, yeah, I think, and I'm probably wrong about this, but I think that like uh, how it's usually done with like actual Mexican lagers like produced in Mexico is like they pour it out and then put a slice of lime in it. But they pour it out like out of the floor. Yeah. Or in, exactly. a, in, a, in a beer. Yeah. In, in a, a glass. glass. And then they put a little slice of lime in the glass and sure. then drink it that way. But like this one, I mean, that's good. It's just got the lime already in it. You know? Yeah. You ever put a little pinch of salt in your, in your beer? Uh, no, I haven't. It's very good. You take a little, I you, like I said, it. you take a little pinch of salt, you yeah. throw it right on in and those little salt crystals, they bubble yep. up. Yep. Yep. It's, it's adorable. And then you take nice. a little lime, squeeze it and yep, pop yep, it yep. on in. Mm. That's a, that's a tasty way to drink a Modela Especial. Yep. I tell you. Yeah, Modelo's are good. Yeah. What are some other good Mexican lagers? Oh, there's one that Crystal really likes, but I can't the remember thing I the think name I, of Yeah, it. the only one I can think of is, is Modelo, especially. Yeah. Well, uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was cool. I think this is a very like underrated style of beer, for one. It's like it's super crushable. It's like malty. Um, it's got some good lager-like taste to it. Um, like, you know, yeast, a character uh, specific sure. to lagers. And would you say that this is like, yeah, because my idiot brain thinks that all lagers are basically the same but we know that that's not true you've got your like hellas and your viennas yep. and all that yep. stuff like that yep. so what separates a um cerveza style lager a mexican style lager yeah. uh, from like a pilsner is it the grain bill so one thing do we, is, do we know this i actually do know this holy shit so uh, we didn't actually prep this at all. So I could have, <laughs> I could have just completely embarrassed this man, but yeah. he, he knows. He's got. He gave me a beer encyclopedia. So he's yeah. got it all. Yeah. Yep. I got it. I absorbed all the information before I gave it to you. Uh, I slept on the book at night, uh-huh. and then uh, therefore absorbed all of its contents. But uh, so pilsners are actually a lot different because they actually have a pretty high hop bill. Um, they are a lager, but they use a lot of bittering hops, not a lot of back end like floral hops or any Aroma- dry hops. Aromatic. Correct. Um, so that's the big difference between like a Mexican, but also I so find Mexican Mexican lagers use a lot of aromatic, not a lot, but they no. use some aromatic. Hops? I think they use less hops overall than uh, than like any pilsner. Honestly, oh. uh, I think they don't use that many hops um i think it's more malt forward i also think that even the malt that they have is in smaller amounts than a lot of german beers 
um, because they tend to be a little lighter on like the ABV. Sure. Um, so I think it's just lighter overall, but they still, I think have a lot of good like grain character, a lot of good yeast character. Um, and that's what really pulls it. Um, whereas like with German beers, I feel like you're more, uh, malty beers are going to be like the Hellas style. Hellas. Um, which are still fairly light. They're like maybe like 4.5% roughly. And, uh, but they're, they're a little more malty. They're a little more like thicker, you know, like we were talking about with the last beer. Mm-hmm. We expect it to be a little more like hearty. Um, whereas like, I feel like these style Yuck. beers always tend to go down like super fast, super easy, just like very crushable yeah. uh, kind of summer beers. You've never been more sexually attractive to me right now. Than, never. Than, than, than right now in this exact moment. Yeah. You just knew that. I was like, I was like, what what separate what <laughs> separates this kind of lager from a different one? And you're like, actually, actually pushes pushes up glasses. That's it's incredible. Yep. What a lovely man. Thank you. Thank you for dropping that knowledge on us, and thank you, Dan, for introducing this next book. Because we're not done yet. No, we have, we're not. We, <laughs> the, the ride never ends. We have three more books to talk about, uh, and these are DC books, and we're going to start with Batman. Number 96, written, 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 <laughs> wrote, wrote, uh, by James Tinian IV with art by, or written, oh, oh, I always say George Jimenez, I don't think it's yeah, George. Yeah, George or Jorge. It's Jorge or George Jimenez. Uh, Tomo More on the colors and Clayton Cowell. It's George spelled with a J, which kind of throws you off, right? Yeah, the hard J there really gets yeah, me. Yeah, I don't get it either. I don't know. Um, But yeah, so this is another... Tinian Batman comic we reviewed one last week because we had missed it uh, when it originally came out and I wanted to pull it so I did um, so yeah, tell us about the Batman Dan I'll tell you about the Batman Dan um, a lot of neck breaking in this this is some good neck breaking this yeah. is a good neck breaking issue three yeah this this issue was like okay for me um, I'm like breathing I, heavy into the mic I kind of like what it's building towards I think but it's doing kind of a very similar thing that like Tom King did and even like uh, Scott Snyder when he was doing and it's like, oh, Batman's all fucked up on drugs, on gas, and he's like seeing some weird shit. I'm on the gas, Alfred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Help, talk me down. I'm on the gas. And he's like, Master Bruce, Master I'm Bruce. dead. Master Bruce. Master Bruce, I turned myself into tangerine. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I forgot about that meme. That was a good one. That was good. Um, yeah, so he's like he's like seeing Al- Alfred's dead. In I'm dead! For how long, who knows, but he's dead, and Bruce Wayne's hallucinating him, and um, then it turns out he finds out he's dead, but then he's still talking to him when he wakes up and isn't in a dream state anymore. Harley Quinn's trying to like get him on track. He's like, dude, you got to get your shit together. Joker's doing this, this, and this. He starts getting fucking And Alfred you're high comes. on fucking laughing gas. Yeah. And then he starts having more Alfred flashbacks. And, and she's like, she's like, your suit is fried. There's no one talking to you. And he's like, yeah. he's like, I'm, I'm in it, Alfred. He like, <laughs> he like dives out of a window. Well, clear, buddy. 10-4. 10-4, good buddy. <laughs> dives out of fucking window. Like, yeah. actually, that happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one thing that's interesting about this. The Tell whole, me like, one thing that's interesting. The man. whole climax about... Uh, what's happening is like the Joker's bringing a bunch of people to crime alley in the theater where Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered. And now um, it's revealed that he's screaming, screening uh, the Mark of Zorro, which is the uh, picture that Bruce Wayne's parents and Bruce Wayne were seeing when his parents were is killed. That, that, that's real. Yep. 
That's canon, baby. And then what else is canon? The fact that like only three people saw the ending? Uh, no, I don't know about that. What was that? That was in there, right? Oh, they were like, only three people saw the ending of the Mark of Zorro, and they oh. say that the people who saw the ending killed themselves or something like that. Oh, I missed that. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. But so it, it, it's, and it's ambiguous whether, you know, Joker <laughs> knows his identity or what his whole like plan yeah. is. So uh, it could, they could do something cool with that in the theater. Question. Yeah. It's also ambiguous. Is that a joke on the mask of Zorro? Or is it supposed to be like a prequel? I think it's supposed to be like part of it. I think it's... So does I that mean... It, I thought it actually existed, honestly. Does I thought, it? I thought it was like the Mask of Zorro and the Mark of Zorro and then maybe... That's what I'm curious about. So maybe like there that. is a Mark of Zorro. Yeah, maybe. That no one has actually seen the ending of. Yeah. And they all kill... Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. There's supposed to be that... It wasn't some, Someone was telling me about that movie. There's like a weird cursed... There's like some weird cursed... Really? Like, movie or something like that. Yeah, that like... God, they were showing like a screenplay for it, and the theater caught on fire, and everyone oh. inside, and everyone inside died, and then like there was like the like the the director died in a freak accident, huh. and like the producer died in a freak accident, and then it was like coming to Netflix or something like that. And they're like, don't watch it or it'll kill you, oh. kind of thing. Like oh, funny, weird. No, I'd never. I hadn't. Maybe heard it's that. the Mark of Zorro. Honestly, the only exposure to Zorro I've had in my life is like the Antonio Banderas remake movies. Right? Yeah, they, he had like one or three i don't know i can't believe the first god what a cultural void that time in life was (laughs) like Like that was 1998 that was the blockbuster movie was the fucking mask of zorro yeah with starring antonio banderas and it was like he's not a bad actor not a bad actor but like people turned up yeah yeah crazy i feel like that was also when like wild wild west came out and like all of those fucking weird action comedies you know what independence day though say what you will about will smith and his acting career but independence day is a good ass fucking movie jeff goldblum is in it yeah that guy never misses. Yeah, except when he made the sequel. Independence Day 2? Yeah. Was he in it? Yeah, he was in it. He did the... Because don't you remember for the trailer? They shoved his ass into every trailer, and he was like... Uh, what did he say? He said like his line from like the first... Was it Life Finds a Way, or was that Jurassic Park? That was Jurassic Park, but it would be hilarious if he said Life Finds a Way in it the was, Independence. It, but it was the other. It was like his iconic line from Independence Day 1, and he like said it again, and it, sure. was, it was so dumb. We did the thing. Yep. And I think it was like starring like a lesser Hemsworth or something. I don't know. Oof. Yeah. I was excited for Independence Day 2, but then I was like, you know what? No. Yeah. Smart. 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 It's smart like, rethink. Smart rethink. And then, because uh, that was like right around the time that movies started really disappointing me. Yeah. There was a, there, we had a, we had a fucking stride where like you and I were going to like movies in like 2013, 2014. I was like, movies are good. <laughs> movies are really fucking good. I love movies. It was like, yeah. and then I saw Superman, Man of Steel. Oh no. And it was just like the whole, I was like, movies suck. <laughs> Movies are terrible. You are my son. You are my son. For my the very first birthday that uh, <laughs> Savannah, so for her birthday, I bought her tickets. The first birthday that we, her and I ever had as a couple, yeah. I bought her tickets to Pacific Rim <laughs> with with all my boys. No. Oh, I, oh yeah. And that was her birthday present that year. <laughs> was that? No, that wasn't. What was the movie where like you accidentally reserved like the handicap seats? 
and oh yeah, and you were like three rows yeah. ahead of everyone and else. I, and I was also like, I was also like, what are the odds a handicapped person needed a seat and then yeah. someone in a fucking wheelchair yeah, yeah. wheels down on us? Like, no. no, I've never seen this happen before. I'm sorry. Was that Pacific Rim or is that a different movie? God, I can't remember. No, okay. that was that was one of the Star Warses. Oh, okay. And then okay, we spilled okay. pot, and then to fucking I spilled popcorn all over it remember? oh yeah yeah and so yeah. when I, I just left just trail of popcorn <laughs> i was a piece of shit that day a piece of shit almost every day but oh, that wasn't to see it that was an especially shitty day yeah for, for, yeah. You, for your boy pacific rim did she like it yeah i mean i don't know like i <laughs> probably liked, not i liked it she didn't she didn't like that. she didn't like her your br- friends being there <laughs> her birthday party was just like yeah <laughs> Shift to the movies with the boys to yeah. watch a bunch of robots punch some monsters. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says romance. Yeah, that's right. Like Pacific Rim. I did a good job. I did a good job with her next birthday, though, I think. So we had only been dating for like a month when that happened because we started dating. Oof. We Yeah, we had started dating like mid-June officially, but we didn't tell anybody until like July, I think. Yeah. So like it was like a fucking first birthday. That's like almost more dangerous, though, to like to like do that kind of thing early in the relationship yeah, maybe but in my brain and apparently i'm still justifying it to yeah. this day i was like well you know like it's it's like we i don't want to like go lavish or anything like that like right. her next birthday was crazy I, I bought her tickets to uh much ado about nothing at american players theater yeah bark player theater. Yeah. <laughs> all right dan we need to we need to do these next two books because i am sl- starting to slur my words cool let's do it uh, uh aquamans aquaman Aquaman number 61, written by Kelly C. DeConnick with art by Miguel Mendoza. We think it might be Mendoza because the C's got a little... Uh, at the yeah, end. it's got a little tail. Romulo Fiardo Jr. on the colors and Clayton Cowles on the letters. The wedding issue. Will Batman get married to Selena <laughs> Gomez? Nobody knows. Uh, the answer is no. The answer is no. Because but, uh, Batman can only feel pain. But you do love the ad for this uh, I do. horny gay couple under the ocean. It's like, you know, And I say... Let's open up horny boundaries. Fuck horny yeah. should not be exclusive to hetero to cis het couples. Everyone should be horny. Also, this one's specifically marketed towards young adults. Young is, uh, gay adults. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Because like I feel like is that the one written by Nightwing? Uh, no, it's not. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, he's got a great ass. So yeah, that that would have been pretty confusing though if like Dick Grayson <laughs> if and, Dick like, Grayson wrote continuity a, wrote a gay homo romance. Yeah, yeah. He wrote homoerotic youth fiction. I mean, I'd be here for it, yeah. but uh, it, it would be a vast departure from <laughs> from his very heterosexual roots as like a fucking asshole sort of womanizer to Barbara Gordon. Um. Oh God, that would be so funny, though. Okay, yeah, continue. It would be really funny. And like the, yeah, he's got this like manly older figure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, continue. Let's talk about Aquaman. Aquaman. So, uh, yeah, this has been a a favorite of ours for a while. We have not read the past few issues. Yeah, one uh, or two probably. Though we, uh, I think the last issue we read was pretty conclusive to the arc we were reading it was like that whole black manta like fight yeah that sounds right um the art was still really good the art is not as good in this no they ditched the artist it was robson roca right robson roca and now it's uh someone mendancha yeah yeah maybe he's just taking a break i mean come on he was he was drawing some panels also i feel like it's more back to a traditional aquaman story yeah which is kind of a bummer 
Because I really liked the... Uh, sea god shit. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was incredible. The more like mythic stuff. And now it seems like it's still kind of cool. Like this one is all about kind of the politics of Atlantis. But like I think they did it in a pretty good way. Like, yeah, Mara's out there saying eat the rich. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because yeah. uh, she, she is the matriarch of this society. Uh, she's the queen and she's basically been resisting marriage uh, because she doesn't really want to corrupt her. Well, she promised herself to that one old dude, right? Oh, she yeah. She was going to get married to her. That was like, just a ploy, though. It was, but yeah. then she comes out and says that, right? Yeah. Like, the whole yeah. thing was a was a ploy. And so now she was she has been apparently unconscious for several issues, and Ocean Master wants to marry her unconscious body, which is super fucked up. And they kind of address it in this. They're like, well, it's not the worst thing that's been done for a throne. Not the worst by far. And it's like, yeah, but that's still pretty fucked up, but he's the villain, and so And it's the ocean. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, sh- shit happens in the ocean. It's continental waters. Yeah. Yeah. No laws there. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. So I don't know. I, I guess maybe they should have like talked a little more about how fucked up that is that he wants to essentially marry a unconscious an unconscious woman. But uh, what are you gonna do? He's the bad guy. So yep. Uh, she comes out of her like coma or whatever the fuck it was. Um, Aquaman. He's like Mara. <laughs> yeah, he's like trying to play it off. It's like all a big like political theater thing, which I thought they also did a pretty good they job. Did, with. Yeah, pomp. Um, and one thing I really appreciated about this was so like Aquaman is like hidden in the stands, like watching the whole thing oh, play I out. I already know what you're gonna say. And uh, and I like already his, know. before his, you said it, yeah, I fucking knew before it. the words left my lips, Jerry knew them. <laughs> uh, and his buddy's like, shouldn't we do something? And he's like, no, she's got it, she's fine. And it's like I I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. Mara is the most powerful person in this entire universe as far as i've seen in these books oh like, yeah she can in the aquaverse yeah because she's a tide bringer and she can like basically summon like a water-based kaiju to fuck up anything she wants but and, it puts her in a coma yeah uh well sometimes yeah i guess yeah it's true there are a few but i mean that's still powerful just you know with great power comes great responsibility yeah and i know we've also like uh we criticized this book in the past when she was like what was it? Was she was like so emotional that she like killed Aquaman? She killed or Aquaman something. because, well, to be fair, like if there was ever a time, yeah. to kill a man for it's, sure, it's for when sure. it's when you tell him you're pregnant and he goes, "I gotta go, <laughs> I gotta yep. go live on land for a while." Yep. I would kill him too. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be like, "You, it was put still this baby in me." <laughs> yeah, it was still a pretty bad look, I will say. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, you're right. You're right. Um. So yeah, I thought this was a pretty good book. I liked the fact that uh, it kind of like gave Mara room to flex, and she yeah. I liked I liked it when she told uh, Ocean Master, who was like again trying to un- wed her unconscious body. She's like, uh, "You can challenge me for the throne if you want, but I've beaten you before, and I'll do it again. So I wouldn't recommend it." <laughs> and he like doesn't really do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, eventually at the end, I, there's like a whole fleet of uh, Ocean Master goons that come and try and take Atlantis. And yeah, the ending of this got really chaotic to me because it was like a bunch of factions that I didn't know all being like, "Well, it's time to fight," and yeah. I was like, "Who's the good ones?" I don't yeah. know. I don't know which ones the good ones. Yeah, I guess I uh, to me, I th- I read it as like it was Atlantis versus Ocean Master people versus capitalism 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also at the end, Mara decides to like abolish the, the monarchy, which I thought was a cool move, too. Like you cool said, move. eat the rich. Eat the rich. Yeah. Uh, so we got one more book, but I need to pee. Jerry needs to take a fat piss. A big old doink. <laughs> and uh, like, yeah, them, even them throwing like um, English lines in there. It's good. That's good. Uh, we're back. Uh-oh. I lost my notes. Do you oh, need notes? What? You don't... Uh, yeah, I got, got notes. Strange Adventures up next, baby. I got Strange Adventures, but I need to read who that's by. But I can probably do that off the top of my head. Whoa. We have Tom King. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Clayton Cowles on the letters. I know that yep. for sure. Uh, Clayton Cowles on the letters. And then we got Evan Doc Shaner yep. on the art and Mitch Gerard. Yep. You also got on it. the art. There's you no color artists. It. Everyone just colors their own stuff. Everyone colors their own way. Dan, tell me about pain. <laughs> this yeah well this is another book that we talked about last week um and that and that we were like catching up on so yep. we pulled another one this week um i thought this issue was awesome personally it is like 10 out of 10 for me personally yeah mr I, terrific in this is he fox yeah it's very good for sure so yeah again this is the whole thing is uh, there's this Flash Gordon type hero uh, named Adam Strange. I think so. We'll say Adam Strange. Yeah, we'll say Adam Strange. Um, and he's a like old fashioned like what are you? Is it gold or silver age or I gold? Know, I would say probably golden probably age. Golden very age. very like George Jetson style. Yeah, and that's like the the uh i don't know from like the 60s 50s through 60s we said this last like time that. it's it's retro futurism yep yep exactly so it, they're taking a retro futurist character putting him through a modern lens um so surprise uh adam strange has he been sucks. accused of war crimes yay <laughs> but honestly so the thing that i like about this and mr miracle and war and, crimes in general uh, yeah, and war crimes in general. No, about the way that Tom King writes this shit is it's all, it's not very gritty to me. Like, it's not very yeah, depressive. It's not very gritty. But it is very grounded. It is very grounded. It is very, like, political. Um, but it's not depressing, I wouldn't say. Not really. It It's not like people, it's not like a fucking apocalypse now the graphic novel, you know, right. like he doesn't write war and stuff as gritty and dark as he could. And I appreciate that about him. I think it's like a very unique kind of framing of, uh, that kind of story of like the war is hell kind of story. Yeah, I can see that. So, uh, Adam- he does, he does, he does more. He, he sprinkles war in, he sprinkles a tragedy of war in in very small bits that yeah. I think make it more when it punches it punches kind of thing. Like, yeah, like it's not like yeah, it's not like what you describe where it's just graphic, intense violence. Yeah, at like a, like a platoon level, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where it's just it, it's just nonstop. It exactly. is exhausting. What he uses it in is like you you most of this book is like a mystery and then like kind of like. A family sort of thing yeah and then every now and then you get like three panels of just graphic intense yeah war shit and it and it really hits it does yeah. because it because it's effective you're you're yeah. you're using you he he's good tom king is very good and I, we, we said this last week too but he he knows what the fuck he's doing yeah this it, is this is his element yeah. and he's very good at it yeah um and it is like a bit reminiscent of stuff he's done in the past but i still think it's kind of exploring 
new angles that yeah. are pretty interesting to me. I would really personally. like to. I'd really like to read Sheriff of Babylon because that was the, that? so. That's his kind of first. It was an indie book. I think it was. Oh, an, okay. It was an image comic book, but like, like Tom King getting his feet wet. Oh, cool. And, and kind of stuff. And I think it was. I think Sheriff of Babylon is literally about the Iraq War. So okay. it's a. It's a bit more close to the. I think he's yeah. co- playing his cards a bit closer to the chest on Probably that. Probably a bit heavy. Or no, or laying his car, opposite. He's laying his cards like right in front of you, not, yeah. not a little, a little less close to his chest on yeah. that. But this is this is super. This is super cool. And I, I just wonder if there's any similarities. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I see similarities between this and Mr. Mr. Miracle. Miracle. But they're two different stories, and I wonder if right. if there's some kind of threads that weave through yeah. his other work as well. Definitely not Batman. Yeah, yeah, I I really love this book. So yeah, it's uh, quite good. As was set up by like the last few issues, they hired the Justice League. Basically, hired Mister Terrific to be like a independent, truly independent investigator uh, yeah. because he's not part of the Justice League, um, which is kind of important, I think, for their investigation. Like politically, he's not really a part of the U.S. government. He's not part of the um, what's the what's the race of people that they're at where he goes to? Oh man, I don't remember. There's like the Pike, um, there who were, who are the they've been genocided basically. adversaries, yeah, who had been eradicated, and then there's uh, this other group of like um uh, human looking aliens. And uh, so Mr. Terrific. Who refer to the people as like savages. Yeah. Yeah. Or like natives or something. Yeah. It's not good. (laughs) But it's like, but it is a little more subtle than that because they're like, we know this doesn't sound good, but their language is pretty indecipherable. That's pretty barbaric. We haven't been able to do it. But they're clearly lying. Um, So in the investigation, it definitely looks like he's probably guilty of these war crimes, right? Yeah, I think so. And like at the very least, at the very least, committing them. Yeah. But I, I, I suspect yeah. that he committed them unknowingly. Unknowingly. Yeah, yes. I would agree because like this civilization is super shady. Basically, what happens is Mister Terrific goes to their planet. Um, you know, sorry. Continue. I have a thought, but. I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it. I'll keep it close. So he he goes to the planet to investigate Adam Strange and like whether he was involved in these war crimes, right? And uh, the people greet him there. They're like, "Yeah, you can have access to all of the stuff in our library, but be aware that the Pike stuff is like it's a pretty barbaric language. You we can't, don't know. No you one can't can decipher it. it. No, no one, one can, can read, read it. it. We've had our best people on it. Nobody yep. can read it. Yeah. So Mister Terrific goes to the library and he's like, "All right, I've read all of your propaganda bullshit. Now show me the Pike shit." Uh, that will actually tell me what happened. And they're like, oh, don't don't you know? No one can read that. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I learned how to read it on the way here. And speak it. And speak it. Uh, so clearly you can. Please give the documents to me. Um, and so they, like, basically send, like, an assassination team to his room or, like, a police arrest team to his room, and he bitch slaps the fucking, like, prime minister of the planet or, it like, does. whatever you would call it. It was Adam Strange's dad. Adam Strange's wife's dad. Father-in-law. Yeah, father-in-law. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that was incredibly badass. The thing that I like best about this is it shows, like, a government's inability to, like, cover up all of the shady shit it's doing. And it's showing, like, how... I'm, like, my fantasy is Mr. Terrific is, like, Edward Snowden, right? And he, like, just walks up. He, like, bitch slaps President Trump. He's like, here's all the shady shit you've been doing. Boom, I'm a fucking out of here. Yeah. Um, like that. It, it's just a very gratifying, like, look. And he's a superhero, so he can do that. He's part of the Justice League, so he yeah. can do that. Um, my fears seem to be being acknowledged where I... Uh, my fear is that his wife is, like, on the know and is, like, yeah. is like evil mustache twirling. Oh, I... 
I don't think so. So here's my yeah, thought. I don't think so. Here's my thought on this. I would be a bit disappointed in this book, and I don't think it's going to do this because I'm going to give Tom King a lot of credit as a writer. I would be disappointed if the government did it like out of completely nefarious. Yeah. If it was like some self-preservation, like right. they found at the midnight out, the midnight hour yeah. that this, these people were, you know what I mean? And they're like, what do we do? You yeah. know what I mean? We have to kill them. You know what I mean? And so yeah. a decision was made and yeah. now they're trying to cover up this decision that they knew was bad Yep. and that they feel bad about. And maybe she doesn't even know about that decision. She's just right. extremely protective. Right. And that, that is like a much more human story than, yep. than where comic books tend to go, which would be that she's a double agent and that she did this because she loves to kill. Yeah. And then her dad also loves to kill and they're also evil or something like yeah. that. So that's comic booky. Tom, I trust Tom King to not do that. I'm excited to see where it goes. I, I just am a little nervous because yeah. I'm like, man, God, the thing that I'm nervous about that I wouldn't like is like, so after Mr. Terrific exposes all this shit, he finds out that like this government is trying to stop him from uncovering the truth. Like, uh, very blatantly, like just threatening him. Yeah, and you, so he goes, you asked for the forbidden records. Now yeah. you're under arrest. <laughs> yeah, so he goes like back to Earth. He gets bitched out by Adam Strange's wife, and who has dirt on him. Who yeah has dirt on him, and and she seems to have like probably turned the media against him, which I think is kind of an annoying twist. Like I. Like if he well, uncovered you, the, shit, the, the setup, the setup was there though in the last issue. Remember, it was. They're they all like, "Is Mister Terrific really like an yeah. independent yada yada?" Right. So she's definitely been hard at work. Yeah. yeah, it's just kind of annoying that like he's such a cool badass like exposer of the truth in this issue, and that like might just all frustratingly be like for naught in the next yeah. issue. G- give it, give it. I, I have a feeling that. I have a I have a feeling that like he's not he's going to be an antagonist. Yeah, I throw air quotes up of this um, right. of this entire twelve issue series, and I I would be shocked if like this was the end of his yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, me too. So yeah. he's not a true antagonist, right? Because he's just doing what he's, he he thinks is right and what is probably right. You know. But also one other thing I wanted to say about this is I Tell really me. like their usage of the mainstream DC characters because like Adam or uh, Batman was in the last issue um and i thought they did a pretty good job with like his dialogue just bringing him in and having his uh wife stand up to a bad pull man. gun on him yeah, yeah that was that was pretty cool um and i liked in this one his conversation with superman on the moon um because there was a flashback scene where he was trying to get back to his home planet to his wife and kids did he have kids i don't know wife yeah his kid was still alive in the flashback oh that's right that's right and the kid because yeah this is it's a they're doing this weird two two it's very hard it's very hard to parse this because you have um, current reality and you have past reality, but past reality goes back and forth between Earth and yeah. this planet because he has this weird thing where every seven days he swaps between the two. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. That's right. That was the whole point yep. of the beginning part is he runs head he leads an attack headlong and into a bunch of fades a out. bunch of machine guns and yep. then he fades away and they all get massacred and then when he fades back in they're all being like yeah. fed on by that's what I mean by like 
Ran, that's the name of the planet. Ran, yeah. He it, that's what I mean by like he, he Tom King is very good at like when he fades back into the thing that he faded out for. Yeah. You don't see like other things would show, you know, the the, yep. the consequence of him fading away. You don't see that. You just see him fade back in and there's just a, a dead battlefield. Right. Just yeah. mountains of corpses being yeah. eaten by crows and shit. Yeah. And it's like and there's only one panel. That's the whole point of it. If yeah. it was like again, if it was multiple panels, if it was like multiple pages of him wandering around that's what most comic books i feel like would do would be him mm-hmm. wandering around being like my god oh my yeah, god the, the, yeah. the absolute horror of it let me show you the horror of it yeah. but it's they don't need to do that in right this. just show a crow flying above and see him standing over a bunch of drawn corpses and that's and it. you can clearly see like the manifestation of like that trauma in his current character so right. it's like you don't need to see an internal monologue yeah you don't like, need to you see him walk there. around and like comically rip off uh, like be like oh my brother and pick a hand up and the hand falls off he's like oh you know what i mean like oh god so many times it's so bad like that but it's it's good tom king's good yeah tom king is good tom king is back in the favor we have we have a a good bucket and a bad bucket tom king we've reached in and we've grabbed him from like a little claw arm and he's like claw and we drop him into the good bucket yep floating happily yep and hopefully you'll stay in that good bucket as long as he uh stops writing batman yeah (laughs) you you want to stay in this good bucket stop writing my batman yeah tom king is good at writing superheroes um like not in their own books yeah yeah, he's good Thumbs at writing up. superheroes in like his books. Like, his imagine way. if he wrote a Harley Quinn book. Ugh. But no, he was good at writing. Want. If he was good at writing Harley Quinn, he was. Imagine if he wrote in, in, a Batgirl book. Ugh, I don't yeah, want to see that. But he was good at writing Batgirl. Yep. in bits and pieces, he knows yeah. how to do it. So. Yep, totally. I totally agree. Totes. Totally agree. Uh, is that all our books? That's all our books, Dan. Wow, we made it. We made it. We are on the. Uh, we're on the up and up. We're on the back end of this show. Yeah, I guess we gotta take a little a little breather and see what's coming up next week. Yeah, take a break. See, yeah, let's take a break. See, and then we'll talk about. Do 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 do. Oh, I unpaused it. Hello. What? And we're back. We're back. And why the, are we back? Because I unpaused it. Oh, okay. Whoopsie! Whoops, I tried. I tried to stop it and do the countdown thing, but uh. Man, I forgot we were haven't done this yet. I thought we were like done, but we're you thought done. we were done with yeah. the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> you idiot! Yeah. You fool! We're never idiot. done. The you're... podcast is not over. I'm sorry. I was. I. I, I lulled you to sleep with my sweet piano yep. <laughs> piano song, <laughs> and now you're just a little lost boy in my yep. woods, yep. and I'm gonna eat you. I'm gonna it's, fatten you up, and well, I'm gonna strip the fat right off your little scrumptious little body uh, i mean it's been a good run and i guess uh you know you strip the fat off i'll just i'll just keep you just like, keep muscled bod underneath yeah and then i'll keep fattening you up it, yeah. actually it's not a bad life it's not a bad system really no it's not and we should you think about it you take the fat i keep the muscle you eat the fat and then i fatten you up again and then you fatten me up again rinse i love it rinse repeat Mm-hmm. Rinse, repeat. Uh, so we're going to talk about some books that we're excited about next week. Uh, Dan, should we bonus beer this or should we just enjoy this? Well, let's just enjoy it. Okay, this is. I just, don't deserve to know. I, I just realized this is the Quick series, and it literally has the Quick Trip. Oh, lo- dude! It literally has a Quick Trip logo. That's why they were talking about Quick Trip on the label. I was like, why is Carbon Four <laughs> quoting Quick Trip on a beer label? But uh, it's because it's the Quick Series, baby. It's, it's the Quick Series, baby. And, I mean, you know, good for them. I have this thing with uh, hazy IPAs, and this is one of them, yeah. where I don't know if it's because I had a coconut, like a pina colada hazy IPA like a year ago, but I get coconut oh, really? in a bunch of hazy IPAs now. 
Like this one on the nose, the first hit is like coconut to me. Interesting. I do not get that, but I remember last time this happened, um, like we had in hazy a hazy IPA, and you're like, I taste coconut. Is there coconut? And I'm like, I don't taste coconut. And then we looked it up, and sure enough, there was fucking coconut in it. So I would not doubt your palate, Jarrett. I would doubt my I would doubt my palate. This has a like a little bit of a coconutty vibe on the nose. That's all I'll say. A little okay. bit, and it's and okay. it's fun. This is Hot Spot Hazy IPA by Carbon Four. Apparently, it's a quick it's a quick trip series. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, yeah. So hey, people what? fucking love Quick Trip. Do they? Why? It's they just do. A, it's just a gas station. See, that's how I feel. But that's apparently <laughs> yeah, it's all is all on a start. Dude, you have no idea the conversations I've had around this. I don't. It's like so last time I said that Quick Trip was just a gas station, I got fucking blown up at by like who? By like uh It's a gas station and a grocery store cuz you can buy bananas there. <laughs> so I was I I think I think when it was was I was coming back from a cabin weekend with uh Crystal, our friends Ryan, Ella, and uh Miranda. And big quick trick stands. Quick, yeah. Quick trick. All of them. All of them. And there are so like even in our friend group, there are a ton of quick trip stands. I don't so understand. Be careful. I don't get it either, but <laughs> tread lightly. I think I think what it this is. This is gonna get us canceled. All the dumb shit when we tried to talk about like very complex social issues yeah. fine yeah. but like us but saying quick, quick trip is just a gas station it's gonna get it's gonna get a they're like well you'll never do podcasts in this state again so like crystal's thing why she loves them is because they uh they stock like sassy cow creamery um they're the only gas station around where she can buy heavy whipping cream from sassy cow i know that much and uh People love the fucking food that they make, apparently, um, and they make an effort to buy locally sourced shit and stock it at their gas stations. Okay. So they sound pretty you know, good as far as gas good. stations go. That does sound good. But they still are a gas station to me, and I, you know, you know, if you have you to know what, Dan, destroy you, me over that, that's fine. If you, it sounds like you deserve to be canceled, but this yeah. podcast doesn't because, hey, quick, right. quick Chip Stands... Yeah, Jerry I, is now one of you. I hear you, and I, I've become one of you. And yep. let's watch K-pop together. <laughs> I don't think that's because I've heard the vibe. <laughs> K-pop is quick trip pop. I'm pretty yeah, sure it's yeah. gonna be a, okay. I've heard that right. any anything that like if the most potent force on the internet is K-pop stands, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. They'll they will bring the reckoning. So that's true. So you're just like leaning into K-pop in like every form of fandom. I'm just there no, is I'm just so giving a little can... nuzzle. You know what I mean? Okay. I'm just like letting them know that I. <laughs> It's like, I don't know if if the K-pop and Quick Trip stands intersect, but if they do, I want you to know I'm with you. I want you to know I'm with you. Because I'm afraid of you. Yeah, because I fear you. I have a healthy fear. Uh, What's the name of that? EXO, great band, great K-pop band. EXO? Yeah, I think that's a band. BTS. Yeah. BTS BTS. is one, and then I think EXO is like, you know what? Oh, okay. BTS is like for the main... Are they all acronyms? For the mainstream, and then like if if you're a a learned K-pop fan... Then you're an EXO. Then you're an EXO fan, yeah. Are they all acronyms? Is that a thing? The two I know are, yes. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) The two I know are, yes. I can't... The two I know are, yes. Is that that even English? Should we talk about the books that we're excited for next week, Dan? Yeah, let's do it. I, I feel like we're going to do a dark hole with K-pop. Yeah. Really like <laughs> Poli- no. And it's Did you say predatory. that? Did you? Dan? It's a predatory nope, nope, industry. No. Nope, predatory. Nope. Okay. Before we get canceled. What's her face killed herself last year because of K-pop? Quick Trip and K-pop. 
they're coming after us and it's all because of dan yeah. and i just want you to know that i jared moore gary moore has been a big associate of both uh quick trip fan <laughs> big fan big fan of both the quick trip and the k-pop all right all throughout right. my entire life uh so books that we're excited for next week green lantern season two number six yep uh grant morrison and his trippy fucking weird yep. green lanterns a cop on the edge kind of <laughs> green writing. lanterns a go-go yeah uh that's that's what that's about but yeah it's good run superman number 24 yep uh bendis brian michael beepus mr beepus occasionally mr beepus on the sex occasionally really good mostly pretty good but uh hopefully rogel czar is fucking gone by rogel czar no i hope i hope it's the fucking i hope so bad fucking rogel czar i love him did you hear my bendis on the saxophone joke uh mr bendis on the saxophone <laughs> it's pretty good right i don't get it okay fuck you okay <laughs> there's nothing to get oh it's just, like, just, it's just it's brian, brian michael bendis, bendis is, playing on, saxophone? is playing saxophone oh, okay. via superman maybe this makes oh, sense. All right. okay wonder woman number 760 uh we have been cold on wonder woman as of late but this is actually g will wilson's not writing it anymore is it it's no nope. tomo tomomori tom no no don't no shit shit we fucked shit. up shit it's not tomo murray it's no it's uh no no how can we not know pause it pause it pause it, pause it. no we have to fucking bumble our way through this it's like can you just bring up your fucking browser is for it, a second is it it's like tam tameki miyazawa yeah it's something like that da na 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 uh stall for time dan so the thing about jared is <laughs> okay he's a fucking asshole a mariko mariko tamaki mariko tamaki and yeah. we know her we know her from another book i'm pretty sure yeah we do we're gonna look buffy the vampire slayer she did cup she did cover oh she wrote archie and katie keen oh that's what it was okay do she wrote Archie and she wrote Buffy and some Green Lantern. She oh she wrote Supergirl being super, which is actually a really really cute. Um, it's a really cute like oh yeah really yeah the graphic novelette young thing. adult kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's actually super cute. I like that one a lot. So she wrote a lot of Archie, Spider Man, Archie and Katie Keen. X twenty oh she wrote X twenty three that's that's where we recognize yep, it from yep. yep she yep. wrote X twenty three awesome okay good, yeah good. and we really liked a lot of those yeah um, I, I yeah I liked our team Katie Keen too I uh yeah that sounds cool and honestly I think Wonder Woman is one of those where like whenever there's like a creative change up we want to get in on it because yeah. we want to like Wonder Woman I do want to like Wonder Woman it's just that there's a lot of trash G Willow Wilson was good up until it just got not fun anymore yeah i liked her like aphrodite thing yeah you're right that was really cool and she made miss marvel so i just and i liked the remember the horny goat men yeah that was the, good uh, he was just trying to get with that lady yeah and the waitress who mm-hmm. uh was pulled, the, with pulled him excalibur and, and pulled excalibur out of the lake that was cool that was cool um what yeah, happened? the art was really good too yeah so uh but yeah I, I i like checking out any of the staples whenever there's a creative change up um and i really like wonder woman so hopefully it's good a resounding, a resounding opinion from one day. Anyway. Yep. And then we got Ghost Spider. Woo! Ghost Spider's back, baby! Number nine? Is that what it says? Yeah, that's number nine. Okay. Uh, we've also got Immortal Bulk, number 36, an yep. amazing Spooter Dad. Yeah, we're going to check out Amazing, amazing Spooter Man uh, again. A, a, a mating Spooter Dad. Hey, is Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man still happening? I don't think... 
Or did that end? I think so. Because remember, we liked that one. Yeah. Except that, then they gave Aunt May cancer, then and that they was gave, not cool. Yeah, and then Peter was a fucking dick and to her. And then Peter too. was a dick to her. Oof. But I think overall, we liked Amazing, or we liked Friendly Neighborhood. Friendly better Neighborhood than was better. But I also um, think Sp- Friendly Neighborhood got caught up in its own shit. It did. And once they gave Aunt May cancer, I was very much less into it. Oh, no. Ghost Spider is written by Shauna McGuire now. I thought Go- Ghost Spider used to be. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Oh, Takeshi. This, yeah, Takeshi Miyazawa did. Okay, that's why I fucked it up. Takeshi Miyazawa did Ghost Spider. Okay. Yeah, she's good. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. she. I thought she wrote. Did she, she didn't write. Did she? She did the art for it. Okay. She did the art for it, but now it's Ig Iguara. But like, if you what can't, what did Sean and McGuire do that we read recently? But I'm upset that she's not doing the art for Ghost yeah. Spider because like that's the that's the Ghost Spider art, man. Yeah, that's, it is. That's that's her. Yeah, it's true. Well. Prepare to be maybe underwhelmed. Prepare to be disappointed, Dan, and prepare you listeners to be disappointed in us next week. Are you? Wait, no. Are you? Are you? Are we doing this next week? Probably. Why I thought we? you were gonna go on like vacation. No. No. I don't. I don't do vacation anymore. I thought you just got tested. I did. So that you could get on a plane to go to Colorado. No, I got tested because I got on a plane coming off of Colorado. When? Uh, I went to Colorado like a week before we started casting. Oh. And then that's why I got tested. Oh. To make sure that I didn't so get you, it from Colorado or the so airports. So you did do vacations, but you won't do vacations Correct. anymore. Correct. Correct. Yep. Well, prepared to be disappointed in us. Yep. Next week. We always are. On Craft Comics, your local wonderfully ethically sourced place to get some some dumb opinions about comic books that you didn't yep. ask for. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. I am cracking myself up. Uh, but you know what else? You guys have been hearing the the the, the rollout music for some time now. The great sax. The great sax. The great Kenny Loggins. Yep. <laughs> it's not Kenny Loggins. It's Kenny Loggins. Okay. What is it? Uh. Stefani. You look wonderful tonight. By fuck, who does that song? It's not Kenny Loggins. It is. Really? That sounds right about right. I think it's Eric. Kenny Loggins is a country singer. I think so. Have a great day. Have a great day. What a perfect ending. What a perfect ending. A perfect ending to a perfect boring. A perfect ending to a perfect boring edition of Craft Commons.